What's happening, guys? So we're live, episode number six. Um, it's going to be a good, good episode today. We got Dax and Taylor from uh, DNT Retix coming on, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good show. They're 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 kind of new in the hobby, it seems like, and they're they're definitely making waves and doing a lot on social media. They're always Instagramming their stories and all sorts of stuff. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring them in. If I sound like crap, I'm getting over COVID, so I'm all nasally, so bear with me, guys. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and bring them in. What's up, Jackson Taylor? What's up, man? Welcome, welcome. So I was okay. just uh, introducing you guys to the channel. How's things going? It's going good. It's going good, man. Very how's, busy. Yeah, how's the weather out by you guys? It's cold. Cold. <laughs> cold, I bet. Our one inch of snow is freezing. Uh, well, I know, I know we were talking earlier. Yeah, I was going to say you guys got a little. So you guys are where in Texas again? Yeah. yeah just north of Dallas. Just north of Dallas. Okay. So lo uh, locals to the Arlington and ARBC and all that. So awesome. You guys excited for the show? Oh, I know yeah. You guys got some cool stuff it looks like coming or going to be on display at the show at least. Yeah, we got we got it. It's, uh, it got here last week, so. Oh yeah, <laughs> we kind of opened up the present uh, last week at the Conroe show. We were gonna keep it low profile, but we decided, yeah, yeah. No, let's just throw it out there because the last minute thing probably wouldn't work. So, you know. And what? So for the people that don't know, if they haven't been following, what what is what was the surprise? And for those people that don't know, we got a visual oscillate and a caramel head oscillate from Abu Ghraib. And they're smoking. They are smoking they are hot looking beautiful. snakes. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they're nice snakes. Beautiful. Just gotta keep. Just gotta keep them for yourself. That would be yeah. hard to say. You have a. You know what you do? You have a killer show. You sell a bunch of snakes. Then you send Aubrey some money and say, "I'm keeping the snakes." And then everybody wins. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody says that, you know. But then it's you know, hey, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 kind of a toss up for me, you know. There's. There's the oscillate, and then you know, but there's there's other stuff we have here, and I hate to say it, and we I always say I have no room. Yeah. So. Well, with retex, yeah, it's it is it is definitely uh, it's definitely hard to keep a bunch of stuff back. That's for sure. So you run out of space super super fast. Yeah. So oh, we got your buddy, your your buddies in here, Chris. Chris, is saying, what's up, you guys? <laughs> what's happening, Chris? Right there. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm jealous of you guys, man. I, I, I would love to come down and, and do the show. It was a blast the one time I came down up there. So when yeah. I met you, Dax and Taylor for the first time. Yeah. So um well let's uh I guess let's let's I'm gonna ask you guys some questions. We're gonna let everybody learn a little bit more about you guys. So what uh I guess how long have you guys been into reptiles? Like a long time um, or I've been into reptiles since I was a kid. Um I wasn't allowed to have any reptiles. The only thing my parents did allow me to have were turtles. Okay. So I I was a big turtle fan. You know, usual mud turtles, your radiant sliders, your back then diamondback terrapins were available, yeah. easy to handle. So back then was um was mostly turtles for me. My parents was no snakes, no <laughs> lizards. I mean nothing. So yeah, uh, kind of sucked, but you know kind of came around in the long term but you know it went from turtles and then you experiment with other stuff and i got little creatures like uh flying squirrels and all these other little things and then yeah. from there, 
from there. And my biggest project that I always did my whole life was saltwater. So I always had saltwater fish and. That's but, a whole nother world, man. I've uh, never gotten into it. I've always wanted to, but I've heard so many like crazy, insane horror it, it, stories it, of the amount of work it is. And yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's once um, it's just getting your tank set up and having them work on their own. Yeah. Once they work on their own, you don't have to worry about nothing. You just let them go. Yeah. And literally work on their own. It's crazy how not how nature. If you if you replicate it so much in in a home, it actually will work out. Right, and it's, like, and it's like you got this living thing that lives in an ocean in your house. In a, I used to have about six, one hundred and twenty-five gallon tanks. So, oh shit! Yeah, so <laughs> I had a big that's, collection back in New York. That's wild. New York. So, um, oh, some people will remember that if they're watching tonight. Um, and from there, you know, it's it's cool because you can get to replicate nature. And I had all my tanks; they were beautiful my favorite things. And then I wound up getting divorced the first time and that just all disappeared. It all left. And get rid of everything. Got rid of it. Exactly. Had to get rid of everything. And I left, I left the market and just didn't do no hobby or nothing. And then, um, probably, um, I want to say about two or three years ago, maybe not three years ago, maybe three, three or four years ago. Um, I, I went to, the NARBC Arlington show. Okay. Um, I took a walk in there to check out to see what it was about, just to go in there and, you know, get a snake because now I was, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get a snake. I need a snake. I wanted one. Yeah. Um, but I lived in an apartment and all I could get was a bull python. So I wound up going and getting one from DFW Reptarium. Um, and then from there, uh, the guys there were like, oh, you got to check out any RBC Arlington. We'll be there, you know. And so I wound up going, and I was amazed. It was this huge convention center. Yeah. Tons of vendors, and I was just like, holy shit. You know, uh, so. so that kind of like your first – I mean, you were in the, since you were in the saltwater world, you probably knew that there was like a reptile world, oh, yeah. right? So, okay. So, yeah. but the NARBC that time you went, that was the first time you've really been to like a – a reptile convention. Yeah, that it was, it was one of the bigger ones. And it's just like, I was amazed. I'm like, how many snakes were out there and like all this other stuff. Yeah. Back in the day, I mean, I knew about ball pythons, but that nobody had warts or nothing. It was just right. normals or wild corn or anything like that. And they were super expensive. And oh, shit. I couldn't afford nothing. So <laughs> right. it was like, you know, so now it's like, now I can afford shit. So let me buy stuff, whatever yep. I want. So I wound up walking around, and I had my first bull python, like I said, from VFW Rectarium. And I'm walking around, and I see this guy, and he's got these enclosures. And I'm like, what are these things? And he's like, these are enclosures. He's going over everything. I wound up being Byron at Briggs. Okay. So um, he sold me my first boa. So from him, uh, that's where the big snakes came in. So gotcha, he sold gotcha. me, he sold me uh a Motley Jungle Boa. She, I still have her today. She's awesome. She's no shit. Such a good snake, dude. Um, ridiculous. She comes out and she just stays on my head and just goes nowhere besides that. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Crazy. How big is she? She good size? She's about four feet right now. Okay. Um, nice. she's about two years old. Yeah, about two, about two years old. No, about two or three years old. Yeah, she. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't power feed my animals. Yeah, so I kind of you know maintenance feed them so this way they stay where they need to be and yep. 
know, all my babies are the same way that we have now and all of the animals we have now. We don't power feed. Yeah. So, um, you know, and once they get sold, it's up to the person to do what they want. That's up to theirs. Yeah. But we still, even then, we still try not to push the overfeeding and all the other stuff. Super easy to do, especially with the retakes. I mean, I know, like, Years ago, when I first got into it, that was kind of the mindset is everybody was feeding their stuff insane and getting them giant. I mean, this was mid to late 90s, you know, and everybody was just growing these massive snakes. And, you know, it's it's really shifted the last couple of years. You don't really need to feed them as crazy as, as, as you thought. You know, I know for me personally, you know, my biggest thing that I've talked about it before is I look, I try to think in the wild, right? They're going to go, some of these animals are going to go months in between feeding. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. They're not getting fed every seven days a giant ass meal. Even some of my big retics, you know, they're they'll eat six, seven, eight pound pigs, you know, that I'll randomly to a month or two I won't feed them, and then I'll feed them a big rat or something just to kind of change up their diet a little bit. It's it's super easy. I mean, and it's awesome. Who doesn't like to see a, see a big retic eat a big pig or a big rabbit? It's super cool. But man, it gets super. It's just so easy for them to get fat in in, in captivity, you know. And it's yeah, it's, yeah that's, just, so that's why we yeah we don't we don't we try to like like I said it's everything so bad for them too. That's so yeah. unhealthy. I mean, they they die. They get all those big fatty deposits, and it's just not good for them. You it know? doesn't look healthy. A snake that looks like it's oblong in shape and just it kind of looks like a uh, it doesn't look right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys are, I'm, I'm on a bunch of different, uh, the Indonesia retic groups. You know, I, I obviously I only do retic, so I kind of just, I don't know what other snakes, but um, you look at like all these guys that have these wild caught retics and they're like, they're, they're like skinny little bean poles. They're super long, but they're super skinny. Yeah. And you know, those things, those were animals in the wild and they're, healthy and they're active and compare them to 95 percent of the stuff that's in captivity now it's yeah it's, it's i mean even mine i have snakes that i don't feed that much but when i feed them i feed them big meals and they're probably a little on the heavier side you know they, they probably could lose a little weight and be be a little more healthier it's just super easy to do over yeah, we do that yeah we do that with our females that we're learning now we try to keep them um like you said not so big but big enough you know, so this way is not such a drastic change when season comes around and they need to eat. Right. Not pounding them with food. It's kind of just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Right. Right. Just a little progression, you know. Yeah. Not, absolutely. Not in the system, you know, and I believe it's just less stress on them. Yeah. You know, so, I believe. So what got you into reptiles then, Taylor? Have you always been into reptiles or did Dax bring you, bring you uh, into this world? No. Um, so... As a teenager, I loved them. I loved snakes okay. and geckos and bearded dragons. Um, I had two or three geckos, like leopard geckos and cresteds on my own with my kids back in Vegas. And then met my best friend, and she had a beardie. So then we had a couple of beardies together. And I wanted to get snakes, but my mother was never fond of them, so I never had snakes. Um, she is still, to this day, petrified and will not even step foot in our house. Really? <laughs> Miss Amanda's giving you a shout-out, Taylor. Of course. Amanda, I love you. <laughs> um, so then I met Dax and I came over and he had, you know, his he had two ball pythons and his motley jungle <laughs> boa. And I was like, oh, these are wonderful. And I was like, I love them. And then got my kids into them and they love them. And so then he's like, all right, I'm going to give you a spending limit at NARBC. So I'm going to give you $800. You can pick whatever snake you want. I was like, okay. 
And what what NARBC was this? Which um, NAR? What was this recently? Was this like last year, two years ago? How long ago was this? September two years ago. Oh, okay, okay. So same. Was this the same one that you got your boa then, Dax? Same year? No, that was a year before. I got mine a year and a half. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> so we're walking around. And I'm looking at all the ball pythons. I'm like, nothing is just grabbing my eye. Like I just, I don't right. ball python that I like. Like I'm just not intrigued by any of them. And then we passed TJ's constrictors, and I was like, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fuck no. That's a retick. I'm not doing it. No. And I was I, like, I don't have enough room. Right. Like, but you said I could have any snake I wanted. Any snake with an $800 limit. He's like, well, it's $900. I was like, here's the other 100 Oh, damn. So then he's like, well, we got to like, oh, shit. Here we go. He's like, we got to get an enclosure. And I was like, okay, I'll pay for the enclosure. He ran over to Byron. And what what was it? What morph was it? Was it a normal or uh, Motley GC? Okay. Oh, that's one of the best morphs, anyways. That you could start so with. It was almost pitch black, the most iridescent snake I've ever seen in my entire life, and we still have him. And he he's our baby. He's our OG. That's very cool. That's so very he cool. started it all, and then. I was looking on Morph Market, and after I fell in love with retics, I was like, I want more. Yeah. I got more retics. So then we found <laughs> In Your Face Exotics with Amanda and Sarah and Gavin. Yep. And I reached out to them, and we got our second one. And it's all their fault. She's a dwarf citrus marble albino tiger, and she is phenomenal, and she's gorgeous. And then from there, we have, I think we've gotten Kept six or from seven them. from them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're and our, then, they're our main snake people. <laughs> and then we just grew, and now our entire house is filled with snakes. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, because you guys got the pie from me, what, last year? Was that last year? year and a half ago? Year, something like that? year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I knew, and I remember when I talked to you, Dax, online, I think it was, you were, you were kind of like, it newer into the retech world, I remember you were saying, and stuff yeah, like because, that. Yeah, so. I mean, it was literally, it was literally, um, I, I, I was given the same answers Walking through NARBC as every person today that comes to the table, and we don't have enough room. They get you too know? big. <laughs> yeah. They get too big. Yeah. Yep. TJ, TJ explained to me, you know, on, on feeding, and, you know, TJ's love Tyler Freka. Um, he's, you know, he's one of our best friends. Um, he explained the whole thing to me on how to, you know, not how to overfeed and how it's not healthy for them, and, you know, the thing's not going to grow 35 feet like everybody's. Yeah. When they come to you, you know, that's, the whole, you that's know. yeah. I mean, that it's, I mean, yeah, I, you know, you get it all the time. I mean, I like said I've been doing it a long time, I've been doing shows since forever, and I mean, it never ends. It's oh, that's a retake, they get 30 feet, and they need eight. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> you hear it all, you hear it all the time. It's just, it's so complete BS. And, and I mean, I guess I, I can understand. I mean, there's, I guess I can't really, when you think about it, with the amount of information that's out there now, you would think that more people would be a little more educated. But, you know, I mean, I'm thinking back when I started, you know, there was no internet. It was all books and stuff. And even in the books, it was, yeah, 35 feet and, you know, it's 300 pounds and this and that. And it's just not true. And, and then you go into the, like, the, the industry side and everybody was feeding them tons of food and growing them huge like we just talked about and that's not good for them it's there's a happy medium and that's i think we're kind of we're at now you know you can kind of maintenance feed them quote unquote maintenance feed them keep them in that smaller size range um and they're going to be healthy and stuff but then it's hard because you have people there's 
it's such a divided front because so many people are so, oh, you're starving the animal, and the other half are, nope, this is the way to, it has to be done this way. There's so many different ways to do it. You know, it just, I don't know. It, that's one thing I can't stand with the retech community. It's just, it's, I'm guilty of it too. Everybody just is so stuck on their beliefs that it's hard to think that there's other ways to do things, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean if you have the room and you have a giant facility and you want to graze 20-foot snakes, game is yours, man. That's, right. I'm, I, I'm not going to take that away from you, but it's just people like us who we don't have a facility like that yet. Right. You know, no, um, really nobody does. No, very few people can do that. Very few people do, you know. to be healthy. You know, and that's we like to keep them healthy, like we said. But, you know, eventually there's going to be a time where we, we have our own spot, you know, our own little facility or something, um, which is future goals. Yeah. You know, um, where it's if we have a few giant ones, we got a few giant ones. But, I mean, I'm still going to try to keep them healthy, though. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know and, you know, you know, it's going to be. Mostly females, anyway, because they're the bigger ones, anyway. Yep. So you know we're we're gonna do that, and I don't have a problem doing that. But it's just like right now, um, the way we're running everything and the way everything's going, it's it's I can't afford a eighteen foot female in my place. So. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I have a few of them, and dude, it's a lot. It's 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 just the amount of. I mean, when you got to clean it, dude. Now you got to. So like, I have all vision cages, right? So like, my biggest female is my blind tiger, and she's right around. 18, 19 foot, give or take. I don't know. I'm terrible with estimating. But I mean, she's she's every bit of this big around, right? She'll eat she'll eat about almost 30 pounds of pigs in a feeding. So she's in the bottom of my vision cage, which is basically on my floor. So when she shits and pisses, you know, I have to haul her out and basically climb into that bottom cage. And I'm not a small guy. And I'm not a small guy, but it's dude, it's so much work. That's the thing. It's 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 hard. I, I don't feel bad, or I feel bad for everybody that has these giant, like these bigger breeders that have 30, 40 of these giant snakes that have to clean up after them. It's, I have like 10 or 12 that are big, really big, you know, and it's a lot of work. I couldn't imagine even guys like Bob or Jay that have hundreds of them, you know, it's. Yeah, I mean, we've been to Bob's place and it was, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge. I mean it's yeah. <laughs> that's a facility. <laughs> yeah, I've always, it's it's just crazy how how massive these things can get, and you don't realize how big they can get when you feed them so much. Yeah, like I mean, we were looking at stuff me and her, and we were just like, holy cow! <laughs> yeah, it's I, you know when we I went out there once, and you know you. I look at my collection, I'm like, okay, I, yeah, I do have some pretty big snakes. But then you go to, like, his or you go to Jay's, and it's like, yeah, my snakes are tiny compared to, tiny you know. And, like, my, my big girl, she's, like, 150-ish pounds, give or take. She's not small. But you go and see some of those 200-plus-pound retics that Bob has, it's like, oh yeah, holy shit, man. Like, what would you do if this thing freaked out? Like, it's, it's <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's great. It's You really start to think, like, damn. Do I really want something like that in my house? It's a monster animal. It's a monster yeah. animal. Yeah, they are. So, like I said, if you know, you know, everything hopefully goes well with us. You know, like I said, that's future goals. So, yeah, know, absolutely. And I wouldn't mind having a big snake. You know, because some of the, I mean, if you look at some of these snakes, I mean, they're beautiful, man. And yep. To see something from this big grow to 16, 17 feet, I mean, it's like, wow. And, and yeah. still stay the same colors, or, or even or get better. Yeah, get better. Or, yeah, or even progress in the colorations. 
and everything like that is, is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I said, hopefully the facility will come soon, sooner rather than later. Um, and That'd be can, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. You know, it's like, you know. Is that something, there. is that something you guys would want? Like, are you, is your idea, like in perfect world, would you have like a separate facility you have to drive to or buy some property with a house with a building on it? What is like, what would be like your dream scenario then if you could have um, it? Uh, we'll be looking for property soon. Um, probably um, towards the summer. Nice. So we're gunning for a property with a, a facility on it. Building on it. Hell yeah. Building on it. Yeah. You know, cause we're, you know, I'm looking at everybody else who has these things and you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, there you go, Jay. Yeah. He's looking, awesome. he's looking awesome. Yeah. He's, he is looking insane. Dude, he's, he's, <laughs> he's crazy, bro. That clutch, that clutch turned out so good, man. I'm still so impressed with every one of those. I still have, I still have five of them here that I kept for myself. Really? really? Yeah. I have a two, two point, two point three that I kept for myself, two males and three females and dirt. My one girl's big. She's already eaten like five pound pigs. I've been feeding her. I've been feeding her a lot. So, like we were talking about, I've been feeding her a little heavier than the other ones, just because she's the yeah. nicest one, and I want her. I want to get her in a big six foot cage quicker, you know. Yeah, but of course. That's yeah. sweet though. She's looking. He's looking insane, man. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's, I mean, you got you got some good pies, dude. It's just, and it's like, out of everybody we could have took, I mean, this. <laughs> best. That's the best clutch. That's the best clutch I ever made so far. I think those pies were, damn. Yeah, that'd be cool though. Hopefully, you guys can get the facility, man. I know that's like everybody's goal. That's what I keep trying to get myself, and just trying to decide what I want to do. Whether we're going to stay where we're at here and build an addition on my garage or buy a different house. I'd like to get some more property, and I'm on like a three quarters of an or a third of an acre, so not huge, but not tiny. But I, I want to get a little bit bigger house. Maybe get an acre, acre and a half, where I could get a big building and. You know, I would like to get some bigger cages and stuff for all my stuff, and that's, obviously, that's cool for us is to get a nice size house somewhere where we can keep a couple of our display snakes that we want to keep inside, but keep everything else in a building that we can build out in the backyard. That's maybe fifteen hundred square feet. Yeah, it'd be awesome. That'd yeah, be awesome. That's, that's that's what we're going for, you know. So, and everything's been going good with us lately. So, I mean, it's. It's, I mean, it's, it's promising, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully you guys can get it. That would be, uh, that would be pretty amazing. Um, so, I mean, we kind of hit on some of the things I was going to talk about, but we kind of already talked about them. So, but, so what was, was there anything that just made you focus then specifically on retics? Was it just Taylor kind of, oh, I want a retic and you get it and just kind of, here we go. Or was it like, what was. For me, it was the beauty of the retic. Okay. And how unlike ball pythons, everything seems to kind of fade and dull as they age. With retics, everything enhances. And it just gets more beautiful and vibrant. And I mean, just what can happen with the different morphs or localities and just endless options. Endless. Right. Yeah, which, and it was like, with me, it was the only thing that was holding me back was I don't have any room. So, you know, it was once I was, once I got past that and once, it was done and you know i wasn't coming i wasn't coming back from it i was just like all right here we go now then from there the whole decision to start getting into the hobby and the business part was it was based on byron again from brace he was uh 
he always said to me, he goes, man, you need clutch selling. And I'm like, well, I don't have clutches. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, well, you got to start from somewhere. Right. You know? So, you know, he was like, you know, started up and I'm just like, I don't know anybody. <laughs> so he wound up, intro- you know, he wound up, intro- you know, introducing us to a few people. Um, once we started buying a few more retics, we, you know, Gavin and Amanda and Sarah over it in your face, they, you know, we were just on the phone with them so much, you know, then it was actually you after them because we bought the pie right after we, mm-hmm. bought, we bought most of their stuff. And you were always willing to help us as well. You always chatted with me when I bothered the shit out of you. You know, it was, <laughs> it was you know, you know, it, it was nice. And I got to see that, you know, some of the people that we were meeting were cool as shit, you know, because uh, being a customer and being behind the table are two different things. And um, one thing I learned is um, some breeders can be total assholes. Oh, and, 100%. And, you know, and, and I tell it how it is. And, you know, and it sucks because, I mean, there's times where I've looked at other snakes and I've been like, oh, you know, how much is that animal? And they're like, oh, that one's 2000 And I'm like, well, I only have 18 Oh, sorry. You know, you know, I'll go, somebody will talk to the next customer. Yeah. And I'm just like, really, dude? I'm like, you know, let's talk something here. I mean, maybe yeah. if I even gave you the 1800 and sent you $200 in the mail, just, you know, even offered me the down payment part about it. Right, right. You know what I'm and so, to just blow you, know, you off completely is just kind yeah, of it's exactly. such a big move. Yeah, and I, and I hated that, man, because it wasn't, it wasn't fair, man. It was just like, you know, I'm here to... I'm here to help you out because now that you didn't sell me your snake, I'm not going to come back to your table. Right. I'm gonna well, not only that, you're not going to give him, you're not going to use his exactly. name positive towards anybody ever looking for anything either. So it's, you, you know, know that's... that's the whole thing. So I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this, you know. So, you know, we started uh, getting to know more and more people. You know, we went from, it was uh, it was Byron, then um, Amanda and Sarah well, and Gavin. Byron, TJ. And and the TJ. TJ. Yeah. <laughs> then you... And then we started to get to know Chris McVicker, yeah. um, Jim Hardesty, um, Keith Stambaugh. There's, you know, there's a few more people we started to learn. And then we, you know, we hooked up with Aubrey. Me and me and Aubrey hit it off like, I mean, it was, like, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just like, like literally just hit it off like two brothers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and it was awesome to learn a lot from him, you know. So. The click that, you know, the people that we're with right now, you know, everybody that we mainly talk to, like you, Aubrey, Chris, and everybody, it, it's have been nothing but the coolest people in the world. And, and, and if it wasn't for those guys and you and stuff, I we wouldn't be here today. Because I'll be it's, honest uh, The retech community, man, is so small. It's such a, it's such a small, tight-knit group of people. I mean, it's... When you really look at it, you know, like I, I've only been involved in the retic stuff so extensively. Like I know a lot of people in ball pythons and boas and stuff, and I mean, there's there's such bigger markets compared to us. It's it's wild. Like everybody, pretty much for the most part, it's like if somebody doesn't fit in a group, it's like they're outcast almost. It, there's that small core group I feel like, and it's the Amanda and Gavin and 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 like Keith and Aubrey and you know. I, Chris and all those guys. I mean, I, Chris, I remember when Chris was in it years ago and got out and, you know, when it was before Facebook, it was all just the message boards and it's people that I've known almost half my life. And it's just such a small, it's an awesome community, but it's, it's so small. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, everybody's, like I said, everybody's been cool. And even people outside of that, you know, this little circle that we have has been amazing as well, you know, And, and I, you know, I don't, and I don't, 
you know, I talk to a lot of people on Instagram and Facebook. And a lot of people are like, man, you, you, you're so nice, man. You take the time to sit here and talk to me and answer my questions and help me out. And it's and that's the main reason I do that is because, like I said, I remember those days going up to the table and the guy being like, oh, you don't got enough money <laughs> and walk away. You know, I, I don't want to do that. And, I, and that's what I want to be known for. I want us to be known for the people that you can walk up to and no matter what you can ask and, and no questions ever dumb, no matter. And, and, you know, and we're not, I'm not the most knowledgeable person still. I'm learning every day. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it's people like you and everybody else that keep the knowledge, that, that, that knowledge coming into my head. It keeps feeding me. It, it's, it's the best part about it. And I just pass that on to everybody else. You know, it's, I want to be known and I want us to be known as, the cool people who you, you can go to and just bother and nobody cares about, you know, you're not going to get me upset if you bother me and ask me right. the dumbest questions, you know, and, and, yeah. and it could be about anything. I, it could be about bull pythons. And you know what, if I don't know about it, I will point you out to somebody else. We have a lot of good friends in the bull python, you know, uh, hobby as well, you know, that would be, you know, that would be super cool to help anybody else out, you know, and that's yeah. what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, because I know there's a little bridge between bull python breeders and retic breeders and other breeders, and you know, we're trying to mend that, you know, that bridge true, you know, because we're all we're all in this together, you know what I'm saying? So well, that's the big thing, especially with all the lawsuit stuff coming up and stuff. It's you know, the you know, we retic people are so small, and, and you know, USR raises all this money for you know lawsuits and attorneys and all this stuff. The retic guys contribute such a small amount of money like when you really like we've talked you know i know there's some of us have talked to phil and we know like the numbers are super small like the people that are contributing these huge amounts of money don't give two shits about big snakes whatsoever and it's like that's the stuff that really like i, I it blows my mind that these people don't even keep these animals and could give two shits about them but they're putting up these insane amounts of money to help us fight for our rights to keep them you know, and and it just drives me nuts. Like these people that will not join USR or will not donate five dollars or a dollar. I mean, to donate a dollar from a shit. You know, like I was just listening to um, MJ's podcast, uh, Trap Talk, and he had um, uh, who Robin Markland from uh, um, when he used to work at Ship Your Reptiles, and yeah. Robin, which bloom, which. If I didn't hear this from Robin, I wouldn't even believe it. But Robin was saying that when they, when he was there, they had it by default. When you were booking a shipment to sell a snake, it defaulted to donate one dollar. Yeah. And people, he said, seventy percent of the people would uncheck that dollar. So seventy percent of people wouldn't even donate one dollar to US Ark every shipment. That yep. that blew me away. You know that that's that's unbelievable to me. But it's just crazy to me, though. Like I said these people that don't even keep these animals are willing to put up the money and help us. And that's what we need is like you said, men that bridge, get the ball Python guys, which are a huge market. They're making tons, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars more than we are. Oh yeah. Get into <laughs> us and help us out. I mean, cause when they come for the ball, it's going to happen. They're going to come for ball pythons. They're going to come for the geckos. They're going to come for everything. You know, yeah, we're, actually, we're just yeah. first on the chopping block, you know? you know, and we try to do our thing for USR too. And you know, it's, it's, you know, we, um, our friend Matt Edmonds, um, I was sitting at dinner once with him and uh, we were talking and I said, you know, it'd be awesome if I could get like USR on the shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, hold on, who calls up Phil and Phil's like, sure. Yeah. He's like, what do you guys want? He gave us and he sent us three, three uh, pictures of what we could put on our shirts. Yeah. USR to use. 
And she's got the shirt on right now with the U.S. Arc on the one sleeve. Now she's got the snake on the other side. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but we're going to take, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Sales of that shirt, and we're going to donate it to them in Arlington. We're going to give them a check in Arlington when I see them back. Yeah. You know, so we're trying to do that. You know, we're trying to we're trying to show that, you know, everything, we got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? And right Absolutely. now is definitely, definitely a time to stick together. You know, we need to, we need to, because if we don't, we're, we're going to be dead in the water. If we don't, you know, it's only a matter of time. You know, um, yeah, it's, and it's like with the, with the shows, I mean, I mean, they're talking about interstate traveling with the animals. I mean, you can still have your shows in your States, but I mean, it's, you know, we want to be able to, we love going to OKC. We love, that's like our second home. It's like, we yeah. drive to Oklahoma city now and it's like, we, we know where to go. You know, it's, <laughs> it's really yeah, nice. it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you think of all the, you know, just even somebody like that has to go across the state to try to take their animal to the vet. You can't do that no more. It's just stuff like that. It just makes no no sense. You know, like so, you know, like the shows. I mean, that's the, and that's another thing that's going to hurt promoters. You know, we got, yeah. you know, we sponsor Herbs, and you know, and we love them guys. You know, and Lori and Sean are amazing people, and you know, to have to see them go down to such such, you know, political crap, it, it's it's not fair to everybody, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're all trying to do everything we can, you know, again, we, you know, we're, you know, we told them we're going to put them on our shirts too. They were more than happy, you yeah. know, we told them we we're going to donate as well. So, you know, we're, awesome. we're, we're trying to do our thing. And like I said, that's what we want to be known as. We want to be known as those the two people that, you know, are here for, you know, to help everybody. Yeah. You know. We love when we're able to make a sale. I mean, we love seeing our babies go to new good homes and people who want to have pets for life and love them. But what I love is being able to educate people and tell them exactly what they're getting into or make them realize this is not going to be a 30-foot snake. Right. This is not going to get you in bed and <laughs> suck the life out of your children. Right, right. <laughs> you know. So it's... <coughs> I love being able to educate people. I love being able to have the kids come up to the table and we'll take Loki, which is our Motley GC that we often see Jay the one I was just holding mm -hmm. because he's absolutely phenomenal. I work with children on the spectrum full time and I was actually able to take a couple of snakes to work and Loki was one of them that I took, the Motley GC, to show people like these snakes are not scary. They're not yep. gonna you know, they're not gonna do anything bad and I had a handful of clients actually hold a snake for the first time who were absolutely petrified. And these, are children, and these are children on the spectrum. And being able to see their eyes light up and like fully understand, okay, That's this is cool. So it's, for me, it's the educational aspect that I love. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's honestly my, one of my favorite. Like, who does, I mean, when you start breeding them and you have babies to sell, you want to sell your snakes. I mean, it, it's you, you, it's inevitable. You have to sell them. You have to make some room. You got to get some money in to, to provide for them. But it is. It's the it's the the teaching of you know teaching the the, the younger generation especially is what I like. I I work for a rec center, so I do after school programs with kids. I run summer day camps. I've done that almost. I've been working there this place for almost twenty years since I was in high school. I'm still there. So, and that's every year I do a snake day where I bring a bunch of snakes. The kids get interact. I bring, when I had my huge 18, 19 foot purple, I used to bring her. I mean, the kids would lose their minds. I mean, they talked about it all year leading up to the snake days. Like, oh my God, are you going to bring the, her name was Bella. Are you going to bring Bella? How big is she? What is she eating now? And it was the coolest thing ever. So 
I still have kids, and I haven't brought that. I don't even own that snake anymore. I haven't owned her in a couple of years. And I kid kids now that are like teenagers that were that are working there. They're do, they're my summer day camp counselors that were in the program ten years prior that still talk about. Oh my god! Remember when you brought that snake and you let me hold her and this and that. So that's the stuff that I like. I like getting those, giving those kids those memories and those positive interactions because that's the stuff that's going to really help us in the future. Whether they keep an, a reptile or not, those are all positive things for us, you know. And and just being able to do that means the world to me. You know, if I sell a snake to somebody, awesome. But I would much rather teach somebody about the the positives of these animals rather than all the fears they have. You know. So I had one of my clients. He he, uh, he's eight years old and he loves any type of reptile. Like he can tell you anything. I would pull up pictures and he would be like, that's a King Cobra. That's uh, this, uh, this and this. And so when I told him that I was bringing snakes, he's like, are you bringing a reticulated python? And I'm like, yeah, I am. So he was super ecstatic. He got to hold it and touch it. And he's talking about, oh look, this is what this is called. These are what these are called. And then he to his parents who know that he loves snakes and reptiles and he's like miss taylor keeps two reticulated pythons under her desk <laughs> and i was like pause they're not pump, pump, pump those brakes pump those brakes a little bit <laughs> he's like i got to hold them and look at them and teach people about them i was like that you did yes but i don't keep that's them under my desk i swear that's the biggest thing i like too and i got, I got the same mentality you do Jake. it's, it's if I don't sell anything, you know, it's just I'd rather walk away with, you know, the fact of knowing that, you know, we got somebody over their fears or now now we weren't into retics, but now they're the possibilities opened up. Yeah. You know, that's that's my biggest thing is for that, you know, to see people and they are like, all right, these things don't grow to 35 feet. It's like, no, we told you that. Right. And then, it's the bullfight don't go down the aisle. You know, all right, don't listen to him. He's had his bullfight on yeah. You know, it's it's and letting them know that they're not bad animals, letting them know that it, they're, they're animals. They're just going to be like any other animal. You're going to get bit by a dog. You're going to get bit by a cat. You're going to get bit by a bird. You're going to get bit by a lizard. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it happens, and it's going to tend to happen, and it's natural. It's, it's a defense mode, a feeding response. It's, you let them know that, and then they're like, oh, okay, so that's why – he acted this way or he did this this way. And it's like, yeah, that's why. And they're like, okay, understandable. You know, now instead of my, my snake only does want to bite my face off. And it's, it's just, you know, it, yeah. it, it, there's an answer to it, you know. Well, I think, you know, the big thing, the big thing like that, I, for me personally, like I try to make myself as available, like we talked about earlier. You know, I try to make myself as available as possible to anybody that buys a snake from me. Even people... I have people that message me on Instagram, and it seems to be Instagram more than Facebook. I don't know why, but it seems like I get people that have never bought a snake from me. I don't even think they've ever asked about buying a snake from me, but they're asking me questions about their snake they bought from whoever. And I don't care. You know, I'll help. So my snake, my retic that I bought from blah, 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 it won't eat. What do I do? They won't, they're not answering me. I'll help them out. Or the snake is mean, or I can't get it to do this. I mean, I could I be a dick and be like, go talk to the, the breeder? I could, but that's why. What's the – I get – that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help the, the hobby. That doesn't help this individual. That makes me look like an asshole. It's negatives all the way around. So why would anybody even do that to me? It blows my mind. You, you, and I get the being frustrated. There's times I'm frustrated. I get, you know, I'll get messages all day, three in the morning. I'm getting messages from random people. And sometimes it is annoying, but you got to just, it's part of being it. When you're known in this hobby and you're trying to be a positive role model, you have to suck it up and do it, you know? So. 
it's just the that's kind of comes with it. Oh yeah, we do it too. I mean, trust me, we get all we get we get a lot of questions. It's, as well, it's you know? yeah, it's crazy, man. It's I was gonna say you guys have such a huge. Like, I see you guys posting constantly on the social media, so I can imagine you guys are getting a ton of you know. I know you guys get a ton of messages because you guys are all your stories go twenty four seven on Instagram. I always see your stories, so that's what you need to do to really get your name out there. Is the is the Instagram and the Facebook all that stories and posting so i can imagine you guys get a lot of a lot of uh traffic through your through your dms and stuff when you have the easiest day job in the world it's easy to <laughs> <laughs> um so let me ask you this so okay so i know you guys you guys kind of went a different path as far as you know you guys kind of got into the getting the babies and helping selling them and stuff like that so and i know you guys do have a breeding coming Right, this is your first breeding. Is it still coming, or you have you have two coming? So we, I, we're trying for three clutches. Um, again, space allowing. Yeah. So we went for three um, and getting two. Okay. So, um, you didn't get eggs yet, though, right? From either breeding yet, or did you get eggs yet? Or is um, that top secret? One of ours is about to drop probably next week, if my calculations are correct, and the other one. Is that yeah. the one you posted of inverting and stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's she's the Mochino Posset uh, anthrax. Mochino pet anthrax to a Mochino Posset Yeah, that'll be a good breeding. Yeah, that'll hopefully. Be a very good breeding. Mocha yeah, anthrax, hopefully. no one's done. So it'll be the first, hopefully. Fingers <laughs> crossed. At least, in worst case scenario, you make some cool Mochinos. Or, yeah. you know, if with their hats, if they have purples or whites. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was a big help, and uh, that was from Chris. He uh, he had asked me if I wanted to take that on, <coughs> kind of like, um, do I want to take on what? He's like, um, I'll give you these two. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's you know, yeah. come on, let's do this. You know. So is your plan like? Is your not that I'm like trying to like? What is your guys' plan? Are you want to be a breeder, or are you kind of no, looking more? No, you do want to be a breeder more so. You know, but okay. it was just you know, let's let's jump into the game. You know, let's okay. You know, and and I and I, you know, it's uh, probably people might say it, and then, you know, you could say whatever you want, and they might say we're flippers or something like that. But I don't consider myself a flipper because first of all, um, the money that I've spent on getting what I have, most flippers wouldn't spend. I was gonna say I hate that term flipper. First of all, I. I I mean, I've used it in the past, but when you really sit and think about it, what does it matter? If you got a snake for two hundred dollars and I buy it off you for what you're asking at two hundred, but this person over here offers me three hundred, what? Why does it matter? You should have sold it for three hundred from the jump. Then I don't understand what the big deal is. Yeah, you know, I, I just I hate. I don't. I used to use it two years ago, and more as times went on, I'm like, why? Well, you can't get mad at somebody for. You're trying to make money. That's the point of this. We're trying to breed to make some money. That's Without it, I know if I didn't make any money off my snakes, I wouldn't be able to have the snakes I have. It's plain and simple. Right. So I need to make money. But I just don't know why people get so mad about the whole flipper. The flipper, make, sell them, put them for more money. Make more money. Fuck. I mean, I, mean, I can understand some. I mean, I, I mean, there's some people who just do it and and they get mad and, and they, they don't sell anything in six months. They're, they're getting rid of these animals and they're not doing what you know they promised themselves to do. And, and that's... Yeah care of them and do that and I can understand that but like for us I mean we take care of these things we you can ask anybody who comes to our table we literally open the displays 
and let the people grab them snakes themselves. And they're like, um, is it going to bite you? No. Why? Because we play with these things all the time. Every day they're getting played with. Every day they're getting attention. They're getting – that's what we want. We want people to be like, all right, it, you know, it didn't strike. Holy cow, you know, it's, it's, it's a retic. It should be biting you. No, it's yeah. not. It doesn't. We want them to know that if you handle it and you don't leave it inside of, you know, inside of its enclosure and all that, uh, it, it's gonna, it's gonna get used to you. It's gonna get used to you and want to come out and and hang around with you. You know, they're smart. They're not dumb animals. They're very, very smart. You know, so with that, you know, we we do that, and and it's just like I said with the flipping part. It, it's, you know, we wanted to get into the game. We were offered a chance, and we took it. And from there, we've just gone with the ball and ran. And some people have come to us and asked, you know, you know, can you sell our stuff for us? And it, and it's not, you know, and I, and I say, of course, and I'm always willing to help everybody. That's, you know, that's my yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm always willing to help everybody because it just, it, and that's like another thing. We don't ever not tell you where they're coming from. Right. Somebody ask us, you know, is this yours? No, it's not ours. Oh, oh. This is from Chris McVicker, or this is from Ovi Pruitt, or this is from, you know, in your face exotics, whatever, wherever it's from. We don't, we don't take the right. credit for it. You know, we didn't do anything like that. And but we let people know that this coming season we have three clutches coming up, which will be ours. And we let them know, and we'll say if you guys are interested, this is what we're doing this year. You know, like I said, we got the Mochino anthrax and the Mopus possibly, and then we also have genetic stripes where. It's going to be. Um, it's a genetic stripe pet purple to a mochino genetic stripe. So it's you know it's another nice animal. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's just you know we just wanted to get into the game quicker. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing, I, and I don't know why people would even. I mean, I know people will say shit because people bitch about every possible thing they can bitch about. <laughs> it shouldn't matter. Like, who cares? Again, you're providing a service. Like, I mean, me and you have talked. I'm going to send you some stuff. I have like eighty something babies here that I've just. Well, a, I don't have enough time to post eighty something babies constantly all over the internet to buy to buy some. I don't have the time to go hit all these local small shows. If I did, I wouldn't have that need. I don't have time. So yeah. you guys are providing a service, and you guys are having you guys have a good show circuit out by you, and you guys have the social media. You guys can post all the time. And you guys are getting such a huge following super quick. Who? Why? It's a win for everybody. I don't know why people have to bitch and complain. It's, I, I don't know. It's you know, just, I mean, this year we're doing it's. You know, this year we're doing what twenty five shows, twenty four shows, twenty four. Yeah, shows. that's crazy. That's awesome. I wish I could do that. When my kids are bigger, if I'm still doing this, that's my plan. Is I want to go hit, you know, some of these small shows and do the whole circuit and run run around the country. Hopefully, but yeah, we do we do a lot of shows in Texas, which you know because Perps, uh, you know, they're they're based out of Texas, so we we do most of their stuff. We just became sponsors this year. Um, yeah. we do Lone Star. Um, which is a smaller show um, in Arlington as well. We love working with uh, Otis and Malia. They're, they're such good people. Um, and also NARBC, which is, that was that was a dream of mine to, to vend there one day. And it's like, it, now we're vending there. This last year was one table. This year's two. Yeah. Um, That's really, awesome. next, next year I'll try for three, you know, if I can, you know. Absolutely. So, you know. Absolutely. But That's it's good. Just growing with that, but this year, you know, we decided to just to keep it at three clutches. And going back to your question about breeding, 
Um, but next year will be what, six or seven? Uh, next year we'll have three more females, hopefully ready to go. So six or seven. Um, our third clutch this year was going to be some snows, but she just didn't go. She went two years in a row. So I think she's just taken this year off. So. Snows would be awesome. I was going to tell you with the genetic stripe stuff, hopefully be, don't beat yourselves up if they don't eat off the bat. I've had two clutches of them, and they suck to get started. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard from Gavin or anybody else, the genetic stripe stuff sucks to get them to eat as babies. For whatever reason, they well, suck. It's a good thing I have experience with that now from a, a previous clutch that we helped out a friend with. Yeah, well, hopefully you guys have better luck. Uh, I, I didn't believe it. Everyone, my first clutch, everyone's like, oh, they're just wait. You're going to hate your life. They suck. They, they're 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 just the worst to get to eat. I was like, yeah, whatever. Sure, sure. Sure enough, I'm down here for hours beating my head off the wall because these things will not eat. They won't strike. They wouldn't wrap. Some would wrap. Some, some, it, they, it, look, even Amanda. Amanda's, Amanda's saying they suck bad. They 100% did as babies, fresh babies. And figures, bringer, who, where did I get that one from? Oh. Huh, Amanda? Amanda? Where did you get that figure yes, from? Yes, flying down to Texas to help us people. <laughs> um, so out of the two pairings you have, let's say, what, which one is your most anticipated? Which one are you looking more forward to, the possibility of the Mochino anthrax stuff? I'm looking forward to the GSs. I really am. Okay. I mean, yeah. Mochino stuff, period, is killer anyway. So, I mean, you can't really yeah. go wrong. Hatching Mochinos are, are awesome. That and, and then if we could strike some purple GSs, yeah, that would be yeah. We're hoping that it's purple, but yeah. lavender. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what is I like asking first? What is your guys' favorite morph? Like of all the retakes, it doesn't even have to be anything you own. What's your favorite morph? If you could only pick one, Aslat. Aztec. Oh, Aztec. Okay, both of you. That's hot. And that's a killer. Uh, I was, and I was like, I want that one. And he's yeah. like, that's it's what? I was like, I want it. We're going to get it. It is and a super Gavin made a joke with him. He's like, get ready. We're going down to Mexico. I'm like, you're not going to Mexico. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's got one here. I really wouldn't. I mean, really wouldn't be surprised. But hopefully somebody's got one. Because, yeah, it would be cool to see some here in the States. Because the, the combos with them are crazy. My, the that purple the purple uh the purple aztec sun that that guy jacob made oh my god that is one of the yeah, coolest yeah. looking snakes i've ever seen yeah uh, i mean it's it's probably that's yeah that's probably our favorite yeah going right now i mean that's that we don't own and you know but as far as keeping stuff that we do have i mean i, I probably geez what would be my favorite um I would have to, I'd have to go with Amanda and say Motley as far as what we have, like visual Motley. Motley stuff. Or like a lab snow. Ooh. Yeah. Snow stuff is, you know, I was really not a big, I'm not a big Annery fan, period. Like, I've never really been an Annery fan, and I've kind of, snows kind of went hand in hand with that. But as I keep seeing more and more snow stuff, like Eric Lee and Garrett making tons of crazy snow combos, I'm kind of liking them more and more than I thought I would. Like... When the first snows came out, I was like, eh, it's like a faded out albino to me. I was like, I don't know what the draw is. It's, you know, but now I start seeing like the Motley, I think it was a purple snow Motley sun tiger or something that Eric made. I'm like, that snake looks fucking crazy. One of the, one of the sickest snows I've ever seen is one that Chris has. 
Chris, you know what fun we're talking about. Um, put it in the comments. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's, it, that, I mean, that's probably the brightest snowman. Oh, yeah. I've ever yeah. seen It's insane. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, Chris is saying, Annery. Lab I told you it was a lab. Yeah, Lab Tiger stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen that stain. I don't know if Chris has uh, posted. I'm sure he has. I'll have to look for, look for Chris. Shoot me a picture of it on Facebook or something when you get a chance. I want to see it. The most, the most vibrant snow that I've seen. And for Insane. me, it was, um, it's. I love the snows because I loved the pastel color and how it looked a little yeah. bit than the albino. But then I saw Chris's and I was like, "There's no way this is a snow." Like it was so bright. Right. Yeah. But yeah. He, he said the lavender does that. That's cool. Yeah, that is true because it's 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 a lot brighter of a color. The purple kind of takes away some of that richness. Um, what about localities? Are you guys into any locality stuff at all? Like, what would be your favorite locality if you could pick anyone you want or any Ooh, out there? So easy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, you guys know that's. Everyone knows that's. That's where my heart is. But I didn't really post it. But uh, my big female died the other day. No. no. Oh man. Yeah, a few people hit me up about it. I, I only told a few people. She was, she was locking. I'm pretty sure she had eggs in her. And oh. then uh, the other day, she was, uh, she was kind of laying funny and just didn't look right. And I was like, oh shit, this isn't good. So she kind of was not right. And I went. Me and the family went and ran errands. And I came home and I was like, oh, I don't want to go downstairs. My gut. I knew it in my gut. Like, I know she's, I just have this feeling. I went downstairs a few hours later, and she was flipped upside down dead. No. 17, 17, 18 foot Sula, done. So Sorry, I couldn't even, I like, I was going to, I was going to cut her open to check. I couldn't even do it. I'm like, nice. She's in my freezer. I have a buddy that does taxidermy. He's going to um, come pick her up. And yeah, that's my Sula's, man. I just, I have the word. It's like. The worst luck with them. It's my favorite snake, and I cannot get it to happen for whatever yeah, reason. Was, I think it was you because you were talking about them. Dude. And I was just like, hmm, I've never seen a Sulawesi locality before. Dude, they're. And then we Googled it, and I'm like, ooh. And she's like, ooh. And I'm like, oh, these are nice. If, if, <laughs> if somebody came and told me, like, you can have one snake the rest of your life, what are you picking? One retic, I would be a Sula. I would get. I would not. I would get rid of my hypo. I'd get rid of my cow. I wouldn't get an ocelot. I would get like my text, my textbook classic Sula that I like would be my pick. And that girl that died was probably as close to that as possible that I've seen so far. So that one, that was a huge kick to my to the balls, dude. I was on the phone with my buddy Shane, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm selling all my snakes. Fuck this. I was so up. I was like, I was like ready to jump off the cliff. I was so mad. So he talked me down, and I, my, my wife talked to me, and I still have the, her sister, so I do have another female, but which still doesn't. I mean, I guess it's a little bit better, but yeah. So yeah. school is yeah, and, and before you asked about favorites, I'd have to say my second favorite is probably the full visual, uh, the uh, Indo Caramel Oscar. Oh, that's your favorite snake right now, the Indo. God, oh, yeah. dude, I mean it's. To see orange in pockets <laughs> yeah. and then silver on the outside, I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, yeah, I mean, the pictures of that animal just blow me. I, I, I cannot, I, I 
cannot wait to see that snake in person one of these days. Yeah. The the pictures look amazing, so I can only imagine in person how amazing that uh, that snake really really looks. I don't know uh, if you can see it, but yeah, you, you probably can't see it. What is that's Chris's? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I can kind of see it, but yeah, I'll have to look. Oh, it's, it's bright as shit. Yeah, it's insane. The snow stuff is definitely uh, is definitely growing on me more and more and more. Um, let me see what else. I got a list of stuff. Random questions. Um, we talked about what your favorite morph is. So, what is your? Well, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand. I was gonna say, what's your what's what's your least favorite? Let's say your least favorite gene. What's something that you like are just not a fan of? Like, like not a fan of what? <laughs> what? He does not like it. Uh, hey, each own, man. It's it's all good. Okay, okay, here's the thing. I just there's there, I do. Well, I, you don't like it. You don't have to like him. I'm just busting your balls. It's all good. It's like a 75, 25 percent thing because I'll tell you this: an anthrax tiger is beautiful. Um, a mochino anthrax is beautiful, and yeah. then a lot we. Aubrey had given us a, a, a lavender anthrax. Right. I mean, the thing was insane. I mean, I was just like, yeah, yeah. wow. This thing was awesome. So, I, it's not my favorite, uh, but I do have a few that I will. You like them? You so you don't like the base? You don't like the base anthrax, or you just don't like you don't like the base anthrax? Which is crazy because I feel like most people I, don't uh, like. I, I feel like most people that don't like anthrax don't like the tigers. They like the base, but. No, that's mine's titanium. I can't stand titanium, but um, <laughs> what's yours, Taylor? What's your least favorite? Don't say anthrax too, please. No, I love anthrax. I love anthrax. But but you have to ask him to say anthrax real fast. No, just come on. <laughs> He's anthrax. Anthrax. That's all right. Um, uh, coming out. No, I. As much as I love the bright yellow, the titanium would have to be one of these. Yeah, I I'm agree. Not a titanium fan. I agree. And, you know, and the thing was that I kind of felt the same way. So, like, I wasn't a big titanium guy. And I went out to Jay's, and, you know, I got to see a lot of the – this was before – I mean, he had a few cool morphs. He had, like, platinum, which I was surprised – which I really liked was the platinum. I think it was the platinum tiger titanium was the one that I liked, which was, like, the top or whatever was super yellow, and then the sides were, like, gray, super silver, which looked really nice. But I just couldn't – I couldn't – I just the the base titanium or the titanium tiger just didn't do it for me. I love the hats. I think what the Citron does to all the hats is is awesome. That's cool. I would much rather like I would never own a visual titanium, but I would own some Citron stuff just to have just to have that. Yeah, um, Amanda has an orange glow tiger Citron that I want. I've been wanting for about two years now. They're beautiful. They're it's like a Sunfire. They make everything look like a Sunfire. It's it's mm. just brighten everything up and give it so much contrast. It's uh. It's for a hat. That's it's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that we've kind of gotten into recently that I absolutely love. I love lemon glows. I just they're so bright and beautiful. I yeah, just, they just get better with age, age and size. They just get even nicer and nicer and nicer. Yeah, we've gotten a few. Uh, we've gotten a couple from um, John West, and uh, I mean these things are like highlighter lemons like, when uh, they come. Like highlighter yellow, and I'm like, well, then they got that silver, the silver triangles yep. on the side. Yep. 
yeah, the lemon glow stuff is 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 really nice, and I like what it does when you you know because it is a little bit different than the platinum stuff, and I just I like what it does when you can like I've seen some lemon glow, um, lemon glow tiger mollies or stuff like that, and they just they have such a different look than like the a platinum motley tiger does. It's it's very seeing them side by side, you can definitely see the differences. It's hard when you just see them by themselves, but it definitely has its own little unique characteristics for sure. With, yeah, um, and being Het Lucy, I mean, you can't really beat that. You know, they're all Het Lucy anyway, so yep. um, which sucks that you can't really keep Lucy. Yeah, um, what is what do you what is your guys' favorite thing about the retic community? Like, what's the what's your most favorite thing? I'm gonna ask you what your favorite thing is and your least favorite thing is, but what's your favorite <laughs> thing within the retic community? Um. My favorite thing is... Uh, I would say the support. Yeah. And, I, had a, I had a feeling that's what you guys were going to say. I had, a, I had a gut feeling that's what you were going to say. The support, most definitely. It's, yeah. It's been phenomenal and never-ending. We honestly couldn't have done it without any... Yeah, like, every, everyone. Yeah. Every, it is a group... Wait, wait, it's when you weed out a lot of the shitheads, it is a very good group of people. It really is. I mean, I... I like Shane is probably my best buddy in the whole snake world. I mean, he stood up in my wedding. Gavin and Amanda came to my wedding. I mean, like I've known Gavin since I was a kid. Me and Gavin, we butt heads. I mean, we don't agree on stuff, but I love Gavin to death. He's one of my favorite. He's one of the best human beings on the planet. Um, I, there's just so many good, good, good people in the hobby. You know, it's just and the good ones. You know, you don't have to agree with them on stuff, but you know that they got your back no matter what. I mean, there's a lot of people that I don't agree with on a lot of things. But when it comes to the snake world, you know, we do we do have each other's back for the most part. Yeah, um, biggest thing. The biggest thing is weeding out those shitheads. There's so many shitty <laughs> scumbag people. That's the problem. I give everybody I give everybody a chance, you know. You have to. I mean you do, you have to, but there's a lot. I mean, there is a lot of people though. I mean it's it is kind of scary when you when you see I, it. I have to say my least favorite I have two least favorite things is the shitheads in the industry mm -hmm. that you know put I think one of my biggest things is when negative things about retakes are posted. And then it just scares people because they're like, well, I saw this and this is going to yeah. happen. So just those negative things and just weeding out the bad people that are in, in the industry. Clickbait. Yeah, the clickbait. Exactly. That drives me nuts. That shit drives me nuts, man. Yeah. And, and then, it seems like it's from the people that we really need to not, I'm going to say like Jay, for example, like a Jay who's one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. And like, I get the, and I understand the clickbait thing. I mean, that's the whole point of getting people to look at your shit, but it's like the retics are right. Dude, we're right there from getting them taken away and you're using them to get strike. You're getting struck at with them. Like, I think it's entertaining as a person that loves snakes. Like I, it's cool, but I understand the negatives of that. The negative implications that that video is going to, going to, you know, have, it's just the same as like feeding videos. Like everybody, I think if you keep snakes, you love watching the meat. That's part of the fascination of seeing a meat, you know, but you post it on a group and somebody takes it and shares it and not everybody has that same mentality. It's going to be used negatively. Yeah, no, so, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that we, that I've always gotten at the table is, um, Oh, you guys got, you guys are selling retics, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> I, I can't get these. If we breed them, they're going to eat my face off. And I'm like, they're not going to eat your face off. You know, and that's the sad part is stuff like that is only viewed 
and, and everybody likes it, but then everybody shoots it down. So yeah. it's like, you know, it, and it doesn't play out well for us. Like, for instance, um, I mean, I don't know if you have any, but, you know, you could find out some educational videos out there of taking the eggs out within the first 12 hours of them all coming out. Chris, Chris has it. Chris has a video of him taking out eggs like if it was like if the snake was sleeping right there next to him and he's just yeah, grabbing him and like walking away with him. Versus the clickbait where you see the snake. You know, which it, it sucks. Right. Right. It, it, I have people coming to the table and saying, and that's the thing that bothers me the most is some of the stuff these people say are coming from the upper people. And it's like, no, why, why, why? No, this thing's not going to bite your face off if you, if you, if you take its eggs away, you got to know when to take the eggs right. away, you know, and how to do it, and things will work out fine. And nothing, nothing will happen. I've had two females out of all the clutches or retakes I've ever had that, and I mean, I, I haven't had a million, but I've had a few, and <laughs> I've never, I've had two that were terrible, and they were no, nowhere near as bad as some of the videos that I've seen posted. Like, not even a little bit. So I don't know why. I mean, are they hyping it up to make like annoy them to the point to others? I don't know. I don't know. I just I find it crazy that that many clutches, that many females are that crazy. No, you know I just. I think it's I think it's hyping them up and agitating them. Yeah, I mean it is. It's for the views. Leaving them on their eggs for a week or however many days to get them. And maybe and that could be part of like for me because like I do like I try to pull mine within. I mean usually I'm home when they lay. And I'll wait till she drops 10 or 15. I'll pull as many out as I can, put them in the incubator, wait till she drops more, and I'll pull them out, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, but I would never want to leave them in there long to pull them because I don't want her to freak out like that. But exactly. the clickbait is is ridiculous. It's that's, that's, that's terrible. The, that's the un, uh, unhappy part about what we... Well, and the second this. part would be all the distance between all of us because... Y'all are too damn far from Texas. Okay? <laughs> All of you. Except for Chris. He's like two hours. The only one. And James. James is down here, you know, but it, it's it sucks when you don't get to see everybody. Yeah, but it makes it nice, though. That's the thing. It, it makes it nice when you do get together. It's special. You know, it is a special. Like, coming down to Texas, when I came down to Texas, it was awesome. It was, dude, there were so many people that I met, and I'll be honest, that I don't remember. I can't remember names. Like, people would come up, hey, what's up, Jake, that I, I talked to on Facebook or Instagram, and I don't know who they are, but we talk and they know me, and it's like I feel like a dick because I don't. I want to know everybody, but like I don't know. I love I love going to see everybody. I love talking and having dinner and just hanging out and drinking, and it's well, it's, it's a great. It's kind of hard to miss you, Jake. You're like two times my height. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But I mean, that was like when da when Dax, you came up. We got—I don't even think I met you right away, Taylor. Dax came up. Let's go get a beer. We went and got a beer. We hung uh -huh. out. We were bullshitting and stuff. And then, like that to me is—that's honestly what I like doing about going to the reptile shows—is that hanging out and bullshit. You know. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, we gotta—we have other things besides the snakes, but that's just the main thing that keeps us together. Absolutely. Um, who would you guys say is? Um, your biggest mentor like who's helped you out the most do you think out of everybody i know you guys have named a bunch like who do you think is your biggest mentor um so far that's hard can i name a few people <laughs> sure. it's, um, it's actually going to be yeah it's, it'll be a few for me for me it would be um amanda sarah gavin 
Chris McVicker, TJ has helped me tremendously ever since day one when we bought Loki, if I had any yeah. questions, anything. Um, he was always there answering text messages as well. So um, I know Dax always gets, you know, answers from Chris and Aubrey. Um, I mean, Keith has helped us. Jim has helped us. Yeah. I mean, everyone in the community we're entirely grateful for, but our closest, I would have to say, would be um, Amanda, Sarah, Gavin, Chris, and TJ. And Aubrey. Yeah. Everyone. Just say everyone. Just everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, again, again, I feel like you guys are kind of in a, you're, you're kind of came up in a different trajectory than most people. So, like, you're, I feel like it's be hard for you guys to name one person. Like, I feel like, you know, like, when I came up, it was like I had one or two people that I really gravitated towards, and those were my, my people, you know. It's, you know, you guys kind of had a whole collective group of people, which is nice because you can kind of get bits and pieces from everybody. Yeah, we get different angles from everyone. Yeah, I mean, we, that's that's nice. One-sided, which is really great. And everyone was always super open as well. They're like, this is what I do. But if something works different for you that are along these lines, it still is you know, good. It gives you a good baseline. Like you could start here and this person tells you this, you can kind of tweak it to kind of fit both of those. And yep. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, what is like, what, what's like some of your goal projects? Like you could be breedings. Like what is, what is something that you guys want to make or what do you guys want to produce? Or I, I have one. It's probably eight or nine years down the line, but um, it's, it's a dream of mine. Say it. What is it? I want to make snow pies. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> no one take it. I'm watching all of you. There's already heads out there. But. I know. Yeah, there is. I know. Oh, that's all right, though. You can, still right. Make them. you can still make them yourself. I would, I would love thing. to make snow pies. That would be my yeah. thing. I think that's going to be a really cool steak, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that a few years ago, but the more I'm the more now, like I said, I really think that's going to be a really really attractive animal. I know some people already have, you know, in the process and going, but to have like my Eric, Eric Lee has got them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Dex? What's he has everything. Yeah, he's he's insane. Well, he does it full time. That's his full time job. Uh, yeah, it's, I know. it's wild. It's fucking. I couldn't imagine it. Uh, what about you, Dax? Do you have anything goal? Like, what's your goal? What's a goal project for you that you want to see? Is it the same? Um, yeah, it would be the same. Yeah, yeah, because I've always liked snows. It's always been one of my favorites, and pies have always been a favorite of mine. Even along the bull python line, and you know everything else that you know anything like that with this coloration and you know coloration of colors, I've always liked. Yeah. So it's that would be mostly my. The favorite. nice thing too is being that that's a triple recessive. I mean. Even if Eric makes them, he ain't gonna make a lot. You know, there's you'd be lucky to make one out of a clutch. You know, really, it's such a hard, hard. I don't even know off yeah. the top of my head. Hard, triple recessive is one in, I think it's one in sixty-four or something like that for a triple recessive. So I mean, it's it'd be hard, but it's I a hard, make. hard animal to make. Yeah, um, I'm working on it because um, I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a Frankenstein snake kind of guy, and um, I'm I'm one of those guys who take eight, you know, eight gene animals and put them together with another eight gene animal and try to figure out what I'm going to get. So, <laughs> that's tough. It's, so it's, that's, it's that's that, for me, like I have a few babies right now that are growing up and in two or three years, I'm going to have one girl who's got six genes and I'm putting her with a boy who has five 
and it's like it's well like you said too limited if you have limited space you got to kind of be a little more selective so having those animals with those multiple genes on both sides yeah. it makes it a little easier you don't have to focus on that's my that's my kind of goals i have a lot of stuff that's like one gene or two genes that's like not really one gene but i have a lot of two gene animals it's like do i really need these but i've such a hard time getting rid of stuff like i have a purple gc female that i hatched like seven years ago that i've never bred she's just sitting in my in my cage she's not really big she's like 11 feet i've never had the right male for her i just like i could breed her but i don't want to just breed her to breed her for no reason it's point what why so now i finally have i'm breeding i'm going to breed my i have a phantom my phantom sun tiger anthrax male i'm going to breed to her eventually as soon as she's ready get her to cycle and hopefully make some cool double heads but then i just have that i picked up that tiger double head purple anthrax female who's a proven breeder so now Ooh. i can make some We're phantom purple phantom yeah. sun tiger anthrax combos or <laughs> super tiger anthrax combos but you know, it's, well, that's that's what we did because since we're limited on space, what we did was actually we sat down and we we figured out our animals and literally every animal we have can work every, every single other animal that we have right now. Yep. So it works all in conjunction. So I could literally take all our animals and we're good for the next five or six seasons yep. Yep. on just what we have there. That's... Absolutely very smart way to do it that's 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 the way most people should should really sit down and, and figure out their stuff because there's a lot of people that just buy stuff to buy stuff and it looks pretty and it looks nice and oh, it, has, it has but it has no bearing he did that. <laughs> he did that. it's uh you know like it's it's tough let's like example like my blonde stuff right like i love the blonde stuff that's like got my heart my that's like my favorite albino but it's not everybody's favorite it's such a niche little little market it's hard but it's it's one of those things where i won't ever not make them just because i like them so much but i have to be very selective with what i pair because i know the market for them isn't very huge you know which sucks is my that's my biggest female is my big blonde tiger girl she lays 60 eggs so it's like fuck what do i do with 60 65 eggs of all blondes you know she's been breeding right now i'm gonna have a probably a massive clutch of i, I bet she'll lay i bet she lays 70 eggs this year and they're going to be all it's an all visual blondes so like that's a clutch that i probably will reach out to like a bob or somebody because i know he 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 likes the blondes and he has a big market for blondes i could be like bob do you want to buy half the clutch for me i'll sell you half the, the blondes or something you know because i don't need to sit on 70 visual blonde babies you know i just i don't have the market for that the, i don't think our market here period is is big enough for them so um yeah just being very selective that was another thing with me. It's like, I, I love albinos, especially like purple and lavenders. So they, I'm always going to try to make anything purple and lavender. They sell great. They, the market, everybody wants purples and lavenders. Yeah. I mean, All the time. It's, you know, it's, that's the, for us at shows, it, it's the first thing that usually goes. Anything albino, purple lab, or I mean, just any, you know, any albino, period. You know, yeah. but I still, I, that's one of my favorite morphs or anything albino, purple and lavender. So Absolutely. anything that I'm going to create or try to work with, I'm going to somewhere in there is going to be purple, yeah. you know. And I'm I'm a big person on doing collabs. You know what I'm saying? I I would love to do you know you know if you had something that would work with me, yeah. you know we split we split the clutch. Breeding I'm, all about, I'm all about that too because again you know it's it's do I need 40 tigers at my table or can I use right. the 20 
it's a lot yeah. easier to split a clutch for sure, you know. So it's it, it definitely makes it. I've done a few, and they've they usually work out pretty well as long as mo both people are open and honest. It, they usually work out pretty well. I've seen them go very bad as well, though. That's the only flip side. But it's I think it's more the people that are involved. Not me. I'm not saying me, but I've seen them, other people do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the people that are involved. It makes it a little bit harder to do. Um, seen them. I've seen them break up friendships of like years and stuff. So it's. That's why me and some of my buddies, like me and Shane, again, he's probably my closest. We've never done – we haven't done one yet. I mean, we're, we've been talking, but it's just I don't want to risk a friendship over him, and he's the same way, and I don't think it would, but it's one of those things you say, oh, it's not going to, but then when the stuff hatches, what could it? I would hope not, but – Yeah. So it's like why even risk it? So I don't know. It's definitely well, kind of touchy. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, so far it's worked pretty good. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we've done, we've done, our, our clutches are collapsed. Well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like I said, if you're doing one with Chris, Chris is a great dude. I mean, and if he basically says, here you go, breed him, here you go. Mm -hmm. Do I mean, he's, <laughs> I don't think you'd have an issue with, with Chris whatsoever. No. Um, where, where do you see, where do you guys see, want to see yourselves in the next five years within this? With DNT retics or within the reptile hobby, do you see your guys? Are you guys going to stay just retics? Or are you going to expand? You want to expand into other stuff or no? Um, I. <laughs> not going to breed no venomous. No breed. <laughs> no, no, I'm not breeding venomous. Um, I, those are those are just displays. Um, but you know, it's um, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't say a hundred percent for sure. I mean. Diversification is always something that comes up. You know, it's always, um, I'm not, it's not that it's come up now, but in time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we don't know where the market's going. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, the laws, too. I mean, all the laws could have a huge impact. I mean, that's, that's, a, I know that's what everybody's worried about, you know, is what happens when you have these animals and you're breeding them and you can't send them across state lines. Then what happens? You know, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm you don't, sure. Not that I'm promoting it, but you know it's going to go underground. I mean, oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a given. Thing. You know, my what what I think about instantly is what happens. Like my opinion on what's going to happen is if it does, NARBC. Let's say you guys vend in Texas, I vend in Illinois. Do you or do I have to check IDs of people that are buying snakes? I wouldn't think so because technically we're not breaking a law. Like we're still selling in our state, so. Yeah. I, to me, the law afterwards. Well, right, they would be the one. We have to do that in Texas. Anybody who purchases. Oh, oh do you really? Yeah, because if we get audited, um, state wants to know who purchased from us. Oh, I did not know that. So we, yeah, so we tell everybody, you know, once you once you buy an animal from us, we got thirty days to go to Walmart. Um, or oh yeah, because you guys got to do all your permits too. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, only, yeah. an academy, and it's twenty bucks a year. Right, right, right. So and it covers you, you know, covers your ass in the long run. Yeah, yeah. You have a Karen living next to you, and she's complaining about your big snake on the front lawn. You waive your permit, and she can't say nothing. Right. You know, it, it just helps. It helps us in the long run as well because it's not a problem with anybody because now since everybody's permitted, nobody can say. Anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. See, we don't have that. We don't have that here permits or any of that. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, I would. I would love to just one time 
Brita Clutch from our Motley Jungle Boa just to experience a live birth. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, that would be very cool. Um, yeah, so she that would be a different that would be one side of the diversification with us would be her if she wants to do that. The, the uh, I don't want to do it all the time. No, I want to produce an IMG. <laughs> well, a lot. I, I'm with you. I think a live birth would be super cool. Like I always, I've always been a big anaconda guy. I would love to get a pair of green anacondas and breed them and get a litter myself. I just, I don't have the time. It's, it's like long. It's like an eight year process on the female. Oh, wow. Six eight years are on a female, but just experience a live birth. I think would be super neat. You know, you don't have to incubate them and you open a cage. You see all these little babies in there. Would be I think super super wild. And but, then. The only other thing that would happen is my daughter is heavily into ball pythons now. She has five in her room already. Oh, wow. Wow. Building her collection. So <laughs> the only other thing that would possibly be on her yeah, table in like the next three her. years would be her with her ball pythons. Yeah. So, nice. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And we're teaching her, you know, you got to raise them up. You got to know your morphs. You got to be able to answer questions for customers. Yeah. And whatever you sell at that table, you can keep. But you're going to do just like any other vendor would do. We're not going to charge her the full table price, but she can pay 50 bucks for a table, half of the yeah. table. Yeah. And, you know, be yeah, able to build her business the way she wants to. That's my little guy's getting in. He's really wanting to get into the snakes more. He comes down here and he's looking uh, at stuff. And so I think we'll eventually get a, we'll get a call. I mean, I like some of the ball python morphs personally. And I just think like, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get a, my, my plan would be to get like one, 10 high CB70 of females, have 10, maybe 10 females, and do like three or four males, and that's it. You know, keep keep some holdback stuff, phase out the adult females and raise them up, and just, you know, do it that way. You know, because, I mean, ball pythons will sell, and it's good to have a little bit of different stuff on your table, too. You know, yeah. it, it never hurts. It, it would never hurt at all. Um, mm -hmm. But that's cool. That's very neat. Well, yeah, that's, that's another thing. It's like we're uh, at the show we're doing um, – at NARBC, we got Chris. Um, we just announced it the other day as well. He's going to be at our table as well, you know, with his boas and stuff. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be cool. It's just something different. That's, uh, that's going to be wild. That's going to be good, man. I'm super jealous. I, I ever, the week before, man, I started getting super jealous <laughs> on everybody. You fucking get to go to the show. We're stuck <laughs> here. Damn. <laughs> just fly out last minute and come down. You should have said. I didn't if I didn't just miss a week of work being sick with the old with the COVID, you know, it would have been a lot easier, but stupid. So <laughs> let me ask you this. Who who designs all you guys' shirts? You guys always have the best shirts, the best uh the best swag, I should say. <laughs> all you, huh, Taylor? Um, I did a lot of computer graphics growing up. My father built computers, so right I was very literate with um, computer systems and doing graphics and designs and things like that. So when it came down to the business and I did our first logo, which is the shirt that you're wearing, yeah. my very first logo that I ever created for DNT. And then I created the little side logo that you have. Yeah, on. Yep. And then Dax, yep. And then Dax was like, I want this cool logo that goes after wrestling. And I was going to say, that shirt, I love that shirt. I need one of those black ones. <laughs> wrestling, uh, the Go, it'll go perfect with all my wrestling shirts. It's, it's a bullet, so it goes after the Bullet Club kind of scenario yep, yep. for wrestling. And so I found the font that Bullet Club used, and I incorporated it into the DNT, and then I used the Armitage and the Chevrons, and then I found the hooks with the mice, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make, because they have the, the guns with the bullets. So yep, yep. i got to make this somehow snake incorporated. Yeah, when I when I... 
when I saw those shirts, I was like, fuck, those are bad ads. I was like, God damn, those are cool as hell. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you guys do, you guys do have, I love all the, the, the designs, your stickers, the whole deal. I mean, I got, you can't see them, but I got your stickers on my other incubator on the side here. I put all my stickers on the side of the incubator. And yeah, dude, it's, I love, I love your guys' your stuff, all your shirts and stuff. Yeah, I, definitely, definitely killing yeah, it. We got some, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, we got some limited edition shirts. That's one of them. Um, got the front, the arms, and the back. Yeah, we're gonna, uh, we'll be doing one for, this one was done for Herbs. Okay. Um, since we, you know, we started sponsoring them, we asked them if we could put their logo on our shirts. So we did a limited edition for them. Um, I'm going to be, I just asked Brian last week, Potter at um, NARBC, to, uh, if we could put his stuff on our shirt as well. So he said that's perfectly fine. So I'm gonna make one up for NARBC in September. I'll make one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> she'll be the, I'll give her the ideas and she'll fix it. <laughs> and then we're gonna do one for uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, just pink shirts. So Sweet. Just for the girls and well, and guys as well too. You know, but yeah, we're just gonna all pink shirts. So. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I like I said, I I get I. I People ask me, or I see all these people with the shirts, and they're like, "Man, they got the coolest! They got the coolest shirt designs and stuff." You guys do. You guys are killing it with the swag, for sure. For sure. You guys make me. You guys make me. I'm like, man, I gotta up my game, man. Fuck. <laughs> it took me like five years to get a logo because I'm so indecisive, and then I finally got some shirts made, and now I'm like, I gotta do some more shirts. I'm like slacking big time. You know, that's my. That's what I need to do is up my shirt i've still never made stickers i've gotten like three times i've made them got ready and i just oh, i'm not gonna buy them yet I just, and, and the funny part is the whole the, the whole idea of the way i'm trying to rush this out would be based on one person and who i got it from and that's miguel from all always evolving dude I he, he's, it and he didn't care yes. what anybody said yes. he did whatever he bought anything he wanted and he Paired him up and he did whatever he did, and that's the same way I'm. That's my that's my focus and my channel is like just doing that, buying yeah. whatever I want, doing it however I can, and just getting everything out there. It's the consistency too. I mean, you guys are always coming out with the shirts, and you guys constantly got new 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 designs, like you're saying. And you guys are always doing your stories, and you're always doing your posts. That's and that's where that's I guess it's hard for for me personally is like because I've. The hobby's never been like that. So it's very like just here's my animal for sale, here's my shirt, boom. And you guys are so like on the, the social media game and marketing game. It's 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 I mean it's dude, it makes me like fuck man, they're killing it. I gotta I gotta I, I know I know there's other people that are the same way because it's it's just that's the way the hobby is. You look at like a Miguel or a Justin Kabelka, you know, and you look at like these guys that are, are really marketing their brand, which you guys do awesome. Like very awesome. Like that's that's kind of how you need to do it. So kudos to you guys. Keep it up because it's like I said, it's fucking awesome. I've had so many people message me about excited having you guys on here because they're like, oh, we follow them on Instagram and we watch all their stories and stuff like that. So I mean, you guys are definitely like I said, you guys are making waves quick, very fast. So and that's that was the funny part. Our first NARBC last year when we. We were situated right by the front door as soon as you walked in, literally. Right, that first table right on the left. Right, right on the door. Right door. And I was like, this can either go two ways. Like, it can either be really good because people see us and they're going to see our animals and be like, wow, these are beautiful. Or yeah. they're going to see us and be like, wow, these are beautiful. 
but I'm going to go look around and then right. never come back. Yeah, it, it worked both ways, but the biggest thing for me was everybody came in and they were like, oh my God, we follow you on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. And that was, by the end of the weekend, it was over 200 people who had said it. And I was just like, holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, what I want to hear. This is exactly what I wanted to always hear. I'm at NARBC number one vending, which I never thought I would be at. Yep. Because my whole life I was told that I'm never going to sell snakes and it's not worth anything to it. And now here, look at the way we are now. And then, then hearing that, you know, everybody's like, we follow you, we follow you, we follow you. And it's like, I love that's it. the best feeling in the world. That is the best feeling in the world. No matter, you know, my wife looks at me funny. She'll come with me to some of our, our we got a local show here that we go to every once in a while. And, uh, you know, sometimes when we're walking around, I get these random little younger kids that come up and they're, hey, Jake, can I get a picture with you? Like, who the fuck are you? Like, I found you on Instagram or I see you on YouTube and you need to make more YouTube videos and this and that. And it's like, all right, cool. My wife's like, who the, f like, what is going on? Like, these kids are like trying to get photographs with you and, that's it's that's what I mean. It's wild. Like you don't realize the impact you have, I guess, on people until stuff. Hey, I follow you. Oh my god, I love what you do, and that's and that. Like that's that's you're like, damn. Okay, I guess what I'm doing is working. You know. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like when you asked us. I mean, we had we had uh, Chris Eaton from Snakes and the Fat Man asked us. Oh really? He's awesome. I love that dude. Yeah, he's 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 hilarious. He's, he's great. Awesome. He's super cool, dude. Um, and he had asked us first, and I was just like. Uh, we were just asked, you know, someone's YouTube. <laughs> She's like, no way. And then, yeah, and I'm like, I swear to God, look. You know? Yeah, he's a cool and then, dude. Yeah, and then when you had asked us, I was like, awesome, because I mean, not that I didn't know Chris, but it was, you know, Chris is Chris is multifaceted with all yeah, yeah. parts of the hobby. And when you had asked us, and I was like, man, Jake asked to be on his show. This is perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on for sure. Oh, I appreciate you, man. Oh yeah. Cool, man. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think we got it. We're at an hour, almost an hour and a half. Fuck, I don't feel like it was that long, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, and it was fine, Dax. I know you were a little nervous. But you, did good, man. you guys did awesome. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on. So hopefully you guys have a killer, killer show this weekend. Thank you. Thank I'll, you. Be, uh, I'll be anxiously looking at pictures of everybody posting stuff and be hating that I can't be there with you guys. But I'll be there in spirit. So... September, dude, September. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Maybe, never know. Maybe I'll figure out a way to make it out there for sure. So, no, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming on. And uh, what I'm going to do, I haven't been doing it. I need to start is I'm going to make sure to put all your guys' social media uh, info down here in the, in the comments that we have people aren't already following you. They, sh they, they can. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, Absolutely, thank you, thank you Jake. We will, uh, we'll definitely have you guys on again for sure. I'd like to, you know, after you guys get some clutches and some some do the whole process and hatch your first clutch out and stuff and make some good shit, we'll uh, we'll have to get you guys on. So, yes, sir. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, guys. I'm going to uh, we'll end the broadcast. You guys can stay on. We can chat for a minute or two, and then uh, yeah, we will uh -huh. uh, we'll talk right. to you. Soon. All have right, guys. Day. Take Bye. it easy. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. That was a great show. So I have to, thanks to uh, Dax and Taylor for coming on. You guys are killing it. If you guys are not already following them, make sure you go on Instagram and uh, Facebook and check them out. So um, as always, I appreciate the love and support. 
Um, if you guys are not already subscribed, subscribe to the YouTube page, go on Instagram, like the page, do all that. Um, I'm working on the next guest, so hopefully we can have another one here pretty soon and not have a big uh, gap in between shows. So appreciate it, guys. Love y'all. I'll talk to you soon.